Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 390, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 to 31. Let's read our passage. Brothers and sisters, consider your calling. Not many were wise from a human perspective, not many powerful, not many of noble birth. Instead, God has chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God has chosen what is insignificant and despised in the world, what is viewed as nothing, to bring to nothing what is viewed as something, so that no one may boast in his presence. It is from him that you were in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom from God for us, our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church, written from Ephesus during the third missionary journey, about five years after the founding of the church in Corinth. Paul's learned of problems in the church and has received questions from the church about some things. And so he's writing this letter to be taken back to Corinth to provide some corrections because there's a lot of problems in the church at Corinth. He's been talking about the factions among them, the divisions, the people trying to make themselves out as superior to one another. And he's been making a comparison between the things of the world and the things of God, specifically the wisdom of the world compared to the wisdom of God. Let's dive into it. Verse 26, Paul says, Brothers and sisters, consider your calling. Now he's bringing it back to them specifically. It's no longer theoretical about the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of the world. He's talking specifically the Corinthians. So consider your calling. He says, Not many were wise from a human perspective, not many powerful, not many of noble birth. He's talking about the Corinthians themselves here. Not many of them were wise from a human perspective. He talked about what the human perspective of wise was uh, last time we looked at it. He, he talked about those who were wise, those who are teachers of the law, those who are debaters, those types of people, the people that uh, the world recognizes experts in wisdom. Well, there's not a lot of them in your congregation in Corinth. Not many powerful. There's not a lot of people with a lot of clout in the church at Corinth. And not many of noble birth. So not a lot of important people. Now I'm not saying there's none. Because there obviously is a mixture of people from different social classes in the church. And we'll see that later when he's talking about problems with the Lord's Supper. It's uh, Rich people seem to show up first to eat all the food. And that's uh, a problem. So there's probably a mix, but the majority probably come from a more common background, a humble background, versus a lot of important rich people. So think about that, Corinthians. From a worldly perspective, you guys aren't very impressive. So verse 27, he says, Instead, God has chosen what is foolish in the world, to shame the wise. This is where, based on the world's perspective, Corinthian church, 
you're not too impressive. But God has purposely chosen that in order to put to shame that which the world considers impressive. He says, and God has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. It's a thought. Have you ever known somebody who's not a believer and thought, I wish that person would come to Christ because they would be so useful in proclaiming the message of Christ because they're such a great debater. That really goes against what Paul is saying here. We, we don't need people with skills that the world recognizes to bring those skills to service of God. God himself equips those he calls to serve with the ability to do what he wants them to do. And so we, we fall into that trap ourselves sometimes. We're impressed with the worldly gifts. And quite often we elevate those people to leadership within the church because of their worldly gifts versus their spirituality and walk with the Lord. So he says, God, God's chosen what the world doesn't think is too impressive in order to show that he doesn't need things that the world is impressed with. Verse 28, God has chosen what is insignificant and despised in the world, what is viewed as nothing, to bring to nothing what is viewed as something. So God purposely chooses things that the world is not impressed with to show that he doesn't need what the world is impressed with. He doesn't need what we bring. He doesn't need our skills. He doesn't need our abilities. He doesn't need our intelligence. Not that any of those things are bad, but God is not impressed with what the world is impressed with. God created the world. God can equip his people to do what he wants. And specifically, he does that. He does equip his people to do what he wants. Verse 29 gives the reason for this so that no one may boast in his presence. Being called by God, being saved through the blood of Jesus, is God's action. So it's not based on merit. It's not based on ability. It's not based on intelligence. It's not based on anything we bring. It's just based on our faith response to the gospel message. And so he specifically chooses unimpressive people to show that he doesn't need our abilities. Verse 30 says, It is from him that you were in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom from God for us, our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So it is from him, that is, from God, that you're in Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus is the one who provides all the stuff, all the impressive things that we lack. Specifically, he says, he became wisdom from God for us. So we didn't have to bring our own wisdom. We didn't have to bring our worldly wisdom. Christ Jesus embodies the wisdom from God, which is what we need, and provides our righteousness. And what is righteousness? Our righteousness is our right standing before God. We don't have any. Any righteousness we have comes from Jesus Christ. Sanctification. Sanctification just means being made holy. We're sinners and cannot be in the presence of God until God 
makes us holy to be in his presence. He sanctifies us and our redemption. We're slaves to sin, but we've been purchased, bought out of slavery to sin and brought in as slaves to God. So all that's provided by God through Jesus Christ. Christ did all this for us. Nothing we can do, nothing we did do. And verse 31, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is a loose quote from Jeremiah 9, verses 22 to 24. It's not an exact quote, but it's based on that. He mentions boasting here. He mentioned it back in verse 29. The fact that we come to God through Christ, not based on our ability. We can't boast in our ability then. What can we boast in? God's ability. We boast in what God has done, not what we have done. So Paul's continuing this contrast between the things of the world, the things of God, specifically the, the wisdom of the world versus the wisdom of God. What's impressive in the world and the fact that God's not impressed by any of that stuff. God takes unimpressive people and draws them to himself and then equips them to do what he wants them to do. So what we look in the world as being impressive, it, it counts for nothing in, in God's economy. What we look to the world for wisdom counts for nothing in, in God's plan of things. We have the wisdom of God, and we have the abilities that God imparts to us through the Holy Spirit. And that's something for us to remember is that we have nothing to boast about. Even when God does some pretty neat things with us, through us, around us, that's not for us to boast. It's about us to bring glory to God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue looking at 1 Corinthians.